Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can always visit us at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to inspire and encourage you and provide practical advice that's for your businesses. And second, you know, we must edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. That's right. They're out there blazing the trail, so we got to pay homage to them because it is not easy. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is Monday, August 15, 2011, and I hope you're as excited about your future as I am because you know it is very bright, no matter what it looks like right now. Yes, we are here every week at the same time. That's Monday at 12 noon Eastern. So go and spread the word. Wow, like I said, man, this is August 15th already. The kids are going back to school all across the country. And can you believe it? Before we know it, it will be time for the holiday season, and we'll be in the 2012. And speaking of 2012, I want to remind everybody, if you haven't, you want to go ahead and get registered now for the PBW Maximizing You Tour. We have a few dates left. Also, we're so, so very, very excited about the Winter Summit that's coming up for 2012. And when I tell you this is a major event that you do not want to miss, uh, it's incredible. And we are only taking a select group with us this time because we are cruising to the Bahamas. Yes, that's on the Norwegian sky. We're leaving out of Miami, stopping in the Bahamas, and Norwegian has a private island. And I understand this thing is something, if you know Francine, Harrison, she'll tell you. She just came off that cruise, and she said it is a island, an island that you do not want to leave. She thought, "Oh man, I just want to stay in the Bahamas." She told me to do some shopping, but when she got to Great Stir of K, she said it was unbelievable. And I'm so excited that we actually have a private beach party scheduled for us. Now you know we're going to bring it to you right. We have some of the best speakers, and the information that we're going to be talking about is. It's incredible how to uh, get more clients, how to properly market your business, how to develop systems of operations that will increase your bottom line. So you want to make sure you be there. Go to thewinnersummit.com, thewinnersummit.com, and get registered today. Also, we just want to thank everybody for all your support. We are uh, especially supporting our charitable partner this month for the whole month of August. So if you haven't already, right now we want you to pull out your cell phone. Our charitable partner, Saving Promise, is a domestic awareness uh, movement. And the founder, L.Y. Marlowe, she was on earlier. You can go back. Uh, she was on earlier this month, the first day of the month, actually, August 1st episode. And you can listen to her amazing story, how she was able to uh, really change the course of her family's history of five generations. And she started this organization called Saving Promise, which is named after her granddaughter. So we're asking everybody right now, if you would just take your cell phone out and text my promise, my promise, text my promise to 20 222 that's 20222 for a $5 donation that's all asking for and if you would please spread the word to your people spread the word to your friends this is i mean this is something we don't like to talk about but we have to begin to talk about it because it's real 
all of us either know someone, it could be close in the family, it affects us in so many ways, and we have to be proactive with this. So please, thank you so much for your support with that. Now, we mentioned, we talked about that strategic planning. That's some of the things we're going to talk about um, at the Winter Summit. And we always talk about how important it is for you to have a system in place. Well, our guest today is none other than Ms. Sharon Ross Ingram. She is someone that knows how to get things done. When you talk about systems and strategic, she's a chief strategist. And let me tell you this, she has more than 70,000 followers on Twitter. Okay, she's an attorney, and she has more than 50 blogs. So for anyone to do all of those things, to have that in place, you know she knows what she's talking about. So you know what we need you to do right now. We need you to call everybody, tweet, text them, tell them right now to tune in to 347-838-9278, 347-838-9278. And also you can follow us um on the live, on the radio show, they can go to WealthySisters.com, WealthySisters.com. You can always find us on Facebook under Wealthy Sisters, Twitter under Wealthy Sisters. We are there. Even if you log into the Blog Talk Network, you can also find us there uh, under Wealthy Sisters. So we are available. But let me just share a little bit more about this incredible woman that I'm so, I am so just had the pleasure of meeting just a few weeks ago. And uh, I just, I'm just so excited about our connection. Like I said, Sharon Ross Ingram is CEO of the International Center for Strategic Planning and Chief Strategist for the Strategic Thinkers Mastermind. Sharon was recently recognized as number one in the top 100 2.0 strategic planners most followed on Twitter's ranking as an attorney and trusted advisor to executives and professionals at some of America's most successful privately held companies. Sharin confidently helps businesses, and thought leaders develop breakthrough strategies, gain insight into professional challenges, and enhance their strategic thinking skills to improve performance. She's also a best-selling author and the founder of, which I'm so excited about, I can't wait to hear her talk about this, The Foundation for Real Nutrition and Sustainable Living, which she established after witnessing the positive dramatic effects that a diet of nutrition-rich food had on her son's recovery from autism. So when we come back from this short break, we're going to hear from none other than chief strategist, author, Ms. Sharon Ross Ingram. Thank you for tuning in today. Hi there. This is Bill Lee. I'm a voice talent, and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world. We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Well, hello, and we are live back on Wealthy Sisters. I want to say thank you to all of our friends there in the chat room. Everybody just dialed in. Our lines are packed out. We're grateful, as always, to have you. Tune in to Wealthy Sisters. We really appreciate it, and we're glad that the information that we're sharing is actually having an impact. I tell you, I get so many responses from the audience, and first of all, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out to share with us what our show is speaking to you. Well, today, like I said, we have none other than the dynamic Miss Sharon Ross Ingram, who is chief strategist and an author, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. I can't keep her from you any longer. Hello, Sharon. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters. Hello, Deborah, darling. How are you? <laughs> oh, wow. We are doing great, doing great. And how is lovely Chi-Town for you today? 
we actually have some incredibly beautiful weather. I mean, it's not oh. too hot. It's not too cold. The sun is shining. I am loving it, loving it, being distracted <laughs> by it, but loving it. <laughs> yes, it makes you want to go out and play a little more now, doesn't it? It makes me completely want to. I have to actually go to my reserve office where I don't have any windows because, um, uh-huh. yeah, I will definitely be distracted and want to go out, and all the work that's on my plate will not get done today. Oh, wow. Well, see, that's why you are the chief strategist because you got a strategy in place even for making yourself not want to go outside. Got an office without windows just for that purpose. I know you set that up on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> You know I did. You know I did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome, welcome. Well, you know, at Wealthy Sisters, we are just thrilled to always have individuals like yourself on our show and uh, just just your incredible um, experience that you've had, your background. Let's get started with that. We always like to know a little bit more about, we kind of nosy, want to know where you grew up and <laughs> like to try to figure out what went into the recipe that we see today of the in, in, uh, incredible uh, product. We know we're not finished, you're not finished, but you are awesome. Uh, today. So just tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today. Sure. You know, everyone says, uh, well, Sharon, you know, where did you come from? You know, I honestly (laughs) don't feel like my life began to, I left my uh, small hometown and went to college (laughs) where I got to meet so many people from around the world and realize Uh that, you know, people, black people, really have been achieving things for quite some time, <laughs> some, some pretty significant things. Um, you know, and one of the things that stood out in my mind is that the law school I went to, University of Iowa, we actually had a black person that graduated from the law school back in the 1800s. Now, I didn't wow. realize black people, I know, I know. It was things like this that was like, wow, we have been doing some serious things against some serious odds for quite some time. So as much as people want to call us trailblazers, you know, I think we forget about the ones who came before us that really inspired me. So people like that who went across, I mean, who went against some really incredible odds, um, when you think about it, Deborah, we have at least access to some incredible wow. resources, whereas those before us didn't even have that. So wow. Sharon, all of this really started for me. Um, when I was in college, I really actually, my goal was to be chairperson of the Federal Reserve Board. That was actually my original plan. <laughs> now, how, now, I, now, first of all, tell us what town you grew up in, and then you got to tell us sure, how did you sure. come up with that born, goal. <laughs> yeah, no, I was born in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, okay. oh, and my oh. father moved us to California eventually, uh-huh. and we lived in a couple of cities out there. Um, from Mm -hmm. Los Angeles, and where I uh, graduated from high school, we lived in a town called Linwood, California, Um, even though I didn't finish from Linwood High. I mean, we really were kind of all over the place there. And from uh, from Linwood, I went to Whittier College for undergraduate. That was in Whittier, California, and that's where I got my degree Uh in economics. And from there, I went to the Uh University of Iowa. Okay. And uh, met my husband, who's from Chicago, and that's how I ended up in Chicago, a place where, mind you, I said I would never live, and I thought anyone who lived here was absolutely crazy. <laughs> now, why is that? <laughs> the weather, oh, my gosh. You know, you know, being you know, originally from the South, this winter right. really took me by, and in fact, after being here now, I mean, we've been married for almost 19 years, and we've been uh-huh. here for about 15 years, and I'm still not used to it. <laughs> So I really thought anyone who voluntarily lived in, you know, a place like this had to be crazy. But here I am. (laughs) Crazy in love. It's a little crazy in all of us. That's right. Crazy in love. You know, exactly, exactly. So that's how I sort of ended up in Chicago. And, Mm -hmm. again, didn't think I was going to be in Chicago, but figured I ought to make the best of it. I started working for a, a law firm in downtown Chicago doing litigation work. And, you know, I loved it. It was good. You know, it was able, of course, allowing me to take advantage of what I learned in college, you know, went to school for. But this little seed in me was still there, still planted, still growing, where I just always saw myself as 
not just an entrepreneur because you can have an entrepreneurial mindset in whatever job you're doing. But I really saw myself as really helping people more on the strategy side. I was very good at that, you know, plotting out how we were going to win our cases. And I didn't, as much as I thought I would, enjoy being in front of the court, you know, being in front of a jury or a judge. That part didn't thrill me as much. So mm-hmm. when a couple of clients were asked me, you know, well, Sharon, you, you know, I like the way you think this way. What would you do in this scenario? And those kind of questions began extending to general business. And okay. so I, you know, and they always said, if you hear it at least three times, you need to act on it. Well, actually, it took me about 20 times <laughs> where I was being asked that by various clients. And so I decided, well, you know, why don't you hire me? <laughs> to come and talk with you and help you think through this and help you strategize this. And out of that came the International Center for Strategic Planning. And what was really wonderful about this is that uh, my husband at the time was playing basketball overseas. Mm -hmm. And so I was traveling back and forth all the time, meeting all of these companies that wanted to do business in the United States. So that's how the international aspect of it all came about, um, just being in all these various countries and, you know, getting work that way. So fast forward, you know, a a decade or so, and I decided that I really wanted to start working more with the individual, the person who was implementing the plans that I was coming up with. And that's when we started working with entrepreneurs, professionals, and executives, and that's where the Strategic Thinkers Mastermind was born out of. So that part of it works with the individuals, whereas the Center for Strategic Planning works more with the company as a whole. And that's kind of how we got here. (laughs) Wow. Now, that's an incredible story. Now, as far as um, the the whole strategic planning, what is that? Can you, you know, we hear terms often uh, like what is your strategy and, and as far mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs are concerned, what what is strategic planning and why should I be concerned about that as an entrepreneur? Well, I'll tell you what most entrepreneurs, because, you know, strategic planning is a term more in the corporate environment. Most entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. say phrases like business planning. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, it all sort of, well, not means the same thing, but at at the core, it really is the Mm -hmm. same thing. And that is deciding, you know, not only what you want, but what, given what you know right now, presently, about your circumstances, your situation, what is the most likely course of action for you to get there? So that's Mm -hmm. really what I help people do, is give them, I won't say necessarily the strategies all come from me, but it's really giving them those power questions, giving those those insights that help them think through what really is going to be the best move for them, and then making that roadmap. And um, one of my fortes is really coming up with accountability systems that really allow people to do what they said they were going to do. Can you give me an example? So can you just, like, say for a client that may come to you and and you're helping them put in an accountability system, maybe for, I don't know, some project that they're working on, what what have you. Give us an example, if you could, of what that might be. Well, I'll tell you, because, I mean, accountability in the end usually ends up meaning everything. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so let's say one of the goals is to um, increase employee retention. And let's okay. say one of the you know sub goals is to one first figure out why the employees are unhappy, and of course second figure out what they really want and how we can make what employees want really uh, synergistic with what the company wants. And those okay. things involve several steps along the way. That could be anything from doing surveys to having one-on-one conversations with key employees. I mean, it's, it's a variety of steps. So when we do accountability programs, we obviously detail what the steps are, but more importantly, we are actually putting in some consequences for not doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. So we're tapping into the driving forces to propel you forward, but we're also giving you the added incentive. And in my programs, you know, um, my people put something on the line they care about, and they, in the end, they actually get things done. And that's what the bottom line is, so that we can get to the next stage. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It makes sense. So one of your uh, most popular programs is called The Essence of Strategy, and I, I think it's getting to the heart of getting things done. 
what is the actual essence that you're referring to and what led you to develop this concept? Sure. The essence of a strategy is what I call the true driving forces for any strategy's achievement. I mean, when you really look at what a strategy is, and that's about coming up with a clear a statement about a chosen course of action. I mean, this is what we're going to do. When you really look at that, you ask what's really driving that. It's not the strategy itself that's driving its execution. It's that focused and consistent action that's driving execution. And when you ask yourself what's really driving focused and consistent execution, ultimately it comes down to having a certain mindset. And this was a thing that I really thought was crazy. When I was doing all these strategic plans and realizing that what ultimately drives a strategic plan is the mindset of those implementing the plan, I thought it was crazy that the typical strategic planning process out there by most consultants, you'll see, never addresses the mindset component. And not mm-hmm. only does it not address it, but it doesn't give you a plan for how you're mm-hmm. going to sustain that mindset to drive execution. So the essence of because you're changing about, behaviors. Sorry yeah, to exactly. cut you off, but because you're changing behaviors there, uh huh. And you got to yeah. be able to have the mind in place to do that to embrace yeah. the change. Exactly, Uh and see, we all know that on some level, but how many of us actually have a plan for that Mm -hmm. to do it, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. for a specific strategy? Let me give you an example here. Um, I work with a lot of salespeople, and one of the common things that salespeople do that is effective when done correctly is cold calling. Now, many people have a certain mind block about cold calling. They have all kinds of issues with it. So how can they possibly expect to sustain the effort, sustain the behavior necessary to make that strategy work for them? You need a plan, not just for the competent skill execution, but for the mindset part, the sustaining that effort. So the essence of strategy is about identifying what are your true driving forces to sustain your mindset and coming up with a specific plan to actually make sure that happens. So what are some examples of that? Like in, in the case, what would be some, some of those stimulating things that you said for a mindset? Like what motivates a person if it's the environment or, you know, if it's sure. music in the background when you're working? Or is it something as tangible as that? Or Yeah, what, you know what? what? It actually can be. It actually can be mm-hmm. as intangible as, you know, having certain music or something playing in the background. For instance, um, many of the um, – we, do, we just call it the EOS for short. Many of the EOS plans for my clients include things like, you know, reading a certain book, you know, reading 10 pages of a certain book before they make a phone call. It's, you know, it's okay. several things on their to-do list for that day, but it gets to be just that tangible. They've developed okay. a list of uh, statistics that motivate them, like, you know, one out of every 10 calls, you know, okay. is going to yield a warm prospect. It's things like that. Okay, 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 okay. I see that. I see but, that. But I mean, it's that's, about that's having good. that actual plan for that strategy before you start and doing that daily because it keeps you in the zone, you know. It keeps you in that mental mm-hmm. state where you're ready. Mhm, mhm. That say what is 21 days to break a habit to to so yeah, you're saying yeah. it's setting a system in place to help mm-hmm. or change or embrace a new habit. Okay, I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You now, know, and I'm so, it's so interesting, Deborah, that, that that you said that that 21 day thing because you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe that. Okay? I don't believe the 21 day thing. I don't believe the 30 day thing. Oh my goodness, Deborah, when you are trying to instill a habit that is contrary to your environment, contrary to yes. your culture. It takes yes. way longer than Forever. that, and in some instances, it takes you know indefinite support. Uh huh. Uh huh. Especially well, if you are you coming out of the world as an employee and you want to be a, an entrepreneur, you you know your mindset is different. But you, I'm sorry, you were totally going to give us another different. example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, but no, but let me tell you what that. Even with the one you said, it is totally different. And I don't care if you did everything on your list to do for 30 days straight. The moment uh-huh. you stop reinforcing that mindset, you will falter. 
You are. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's so contrary to what you were doing. The example I was going to give for us is like with nutrition. I mean, how many mm-hmm. times have you like had a new diet, felt really good about it, and then slacked off? Right. Right. And, and, right. and then later right. you go, wow, that was really working for me. I don't know why I stopped. You know, just in some right. casual conversation, like, why do I stop doing that? I'll tell you why. Because you stop feeding that essence. You stop feeding that mindset on a daily basis, and you thought you can go it alone. And you, and that one little slip-up or that one little exception became two, became three, became four. I know people who have stuck to strategies for six months straight, and the moment they stopped their EOS program, the moment they let up, those old habits, started creeping back in because that's what was naturally in their environment. So when you were trying to go guess, counter to your environment, you have to really stay uh-huh. vigilant. I guess that's why they do, like in substance abuse programs or what have you, or the anonymous, alcoholic anonymous, I believe they go for lifetime. Yes, you know, I guess it really why. is. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. really, really is. So uh-huh. I really think that whole 21-day and 30-day thing is, is, is nice to comfort your mind, but I believe it has hurt more people than it has helped. You know what? I, as many times as I've said that, I mean, I really can appreciate truth in what you're saying because it's 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 a challenge. It is in a real challenge to stay uh, focused when you, you know, even if you're in an environment of focus, but all it takes for you to get out of that environment, like you said, um, to see what other people are doing, to see the sun shining outside. You want exactly. to go outside and have some fun if you don't have exactly. an office without those windows. It's all kinds of exactly. distractions. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. people thought people thought I was crazy that when I had my office um, layout designed, the room that mm-hmm. I'm in right now actually was one of the closets. <laughs> and I said, no, <laughs> make me another closet because this one is going to be the backup office. Because see, I know me. I know uh-huh. that if I'm looking out that window and I'm seeing the sunshine, I'm going to daydream, and that daydream is going to turn to something, some hours past. See, but I know that, and I don't even play that game with myself now. When it's a good day outside like this, I go to my second office, and I do my work, uh-huh. and then I come on out. <laughs> you go in the closet. Don't laugh at me, but we all have to figure out what works for us, and you go with that, no matter what that sounds yeah. like to other people. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It makes sense. It makes sense. And I just, like I said, I appreciate the truth in that because, you know, you especially when you, you, you are a person. I've been a part of professional and personal development. I, I mean, I have all kinds of CDs and books and, mm-hmm. and everything. And, I mean, it could just, I personally just had a few things just to come up and pop up, and it could really take you off course. Out of all exactly. the training, out of all the programs exactly. that exactly. you have had, and you can you can really get lost there. So um, you we've totally got to talk that's about why, that more. Yeah. Well, really, I mean, that's yeah. why the essence of strategy system, I really think, has been such a powerful distinguishing thing for me because my yeah. clients, they work their plan every day, so it keeps them in that zone. They know what they need to stay and that mindset that's going to achieve what they want, and they do it. And when they stick with it, they will tell you that mm-hmm. they they experience results far beyond what they thought they were going to do in a shorter period of time. Mm-mm-mm. That that right there, I cannot get off of that. I don't know about anyone else, but that's you talk about an aha moment. Yes, I mean that's it's comforting because you can even you can feel like you're crazy sometimes. You know, especially if you've been at it for a while, and if you yes. you know you see something not work the way you want it to work or what have you. You know, you can begin to blame yourself or you know just just so many things. But it's that that is good. I love that. I love that. Now, everyone, everyone is looking for a secret formula to achieve their goals. We know that. You know, it's what is it? What's that one lick? What's that hit? What can I get? What can I do? What would you, uh, or what shall I say, what's your advice to someone who is just st- starting out or looking to make changes in their career or personal life, especially today where there are so many changes that are taking place around us, although we don't want to embrace what's happening in the economy. <laughs> there are, you know, there are things that's, that's, that's forcing us to hopefully look at ways that we can we can come up with new inventions to to you know to help 
people in this type of situation or economy that, you know, perhaps can bring profits to our family. But what do you suggest for uh, individuals? You know, it who really are is a changes? twofold thing, and we kind of already been talking mm-hmm. about it at length. <laughs> I mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. tell people, you know, but number one, figure out the one thing that you think okay. is going to have the biggest impact on your business or your personal life. I mean, whatever it is you're trying to elevate there. Figure out that one thing. You know, as a strategist, whereas, you know, when I'm working with a company, we like to come up with, you know, the one-year, five-year, you know, all these long-range goals. But I have to tell you, this is an interesting thing that I've discovered recently in, in the past year or so. The one-year goal is becoming the equivalent of a five- or a ten-year goal. I mean, it's so far away given how fast the rate of change is happening, yes. the, the access yes. to information that we're having, the attention yes. span because of, you know, the 140 characters on Twitter and all these things. We're so instant gratification there, minded, yes. that the one-year goal is being felt, it feels like a ten-year goal. So it doesn't have the capacity to influence our behavior today. So I don't have my clients work with a one-year goal anymore. Um, I always encourage them, yes, we have the big picture in mind, always, 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 but we don't come mm-hmm. up with specific strategies for one year. We're looking at three months and six months. That's more immediate. immediate. That's more given that sense of urgency. And I, I don't want the word urgency necessarily, but it really fits in the context of this conversation. So like figure a priority. out you know, what those mm-hmm. things is that we should be doing right now. But when you're just starting out, you know, it really is about mastering a key, you know, few things in the beginning. I really believe this. Pick that one thing that you think, you believe from whatever sources, from whatever, I mean, whether you sat there and felt divine inspiration or you heard some expert talking. Pick that one thing that you think is going to elevate your business um, the quickest, the fastest, whatever that uh, criteria is for yourself. And that's what we work on, strategizing and coming up with your essence of strategy system about. I mean, not only figure out the mechanics of that strategy, but the mindset requirements and go to work on both. Really, I'm telling you, having an actual plan for supporting a specific task or a specific strategy, that really is my secret sauce. And, you know, people always say, well, if you keep telling everybody how much of a secret it is going to be, you know, I don't believe in that little scarcity mindset, okay? I really don't. I mean, people are hurting out there. I mean, in, I mean, financially, emotionally, because of finances. You know, and I just want people to be successful. That is my mission. So if sharing it on your radio programs helps others, and they're not, you know, paying to work with me. That's fine too, because I get my rewards in multiple ways. So that's wow. why I was telling Deborah, honestly. You know, start pick that one activity and figure out the mechanics for that and figure out the mindset requirements, come up with your game plan, and I mean be relentless about executing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not letting anyone stop you uh, from from carrying that out, anyone or exactly. anything. Exactly, exactly. Right. And the more you right. work on that mindset plan part of it, the more you definitely, um, you're in that position where you are standing in your power, owning your space, and you are commanding your resources so that you are living that best version of yourself, and no one is going to come in and, viol- and just violate that. So that's what that's all about. Wow. Wow. Well, we are live. If you just tuned in, this is Wealthy Sisters Radio. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, and our very special guest today is Chief Strategist, Ms. Sharin Ross Ingram. We're going to take a short break, come back. We want to find out about all these followers, how you got them on Twitter, these 50 <laughs> blogs. We know that you have a strategy for that and the precious story, uh, the great news about your son and how you were able to help him as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Three women are murdered every day. Around the world, at least one in three women has been or will be abused in her lifetime. It's time to change these statistics. Join Saving Promise, a national grassroots movement that's bringing about real change. Visit www.savingpromise.org to join our One Voice campaign and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Text My Promise to 20222 to make a $5 donation. We need your voice. Together we can live, thrive, and be free of domestic violence. Having more money won't solve your problems, but being a trusted client of Visionary Financial Strategies will. Your help begins on the web by contacting vfstrategies.com. 
That's thefstrategies.com. Or 410-929-4837. Again, 410-929-4837. A visionary financial strategy. Every financial move must have a purpose. Visionary financial strategy. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803. Or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Yes, we are live and back on Wealthy Sisters. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Falls Talk Network. I want to say thank you to all of our listeners and the fabulous people in the chat room. We see you. Also, if you've got any questions, we're going to try to take a few at the end of the show. Go ahead and get them ready. You can dial 347-838-9278 and press the 1 so that we know that you have a question. And also you can let us know in the chat room there. We're so proud to announce the release of our book, Wealthy Sisters, Powerful Personal Stories Proving You Can Do It Too. If you haven't gotten your copy, I'm telling you, you do not want to miss out on this. Go to WealthySisters.com, get your copy. We've taken some of the incredible interviews. This is Volume 1 now, working on another one that we're releasing here soon. But Volume 1, some awesome stories. It's nothing like like having it, like Sharin has been talking about today, having that strategy. And these women are sharing some powerful strategies of success, success that they actually implemented in their businesses. Get your copy today. It's also available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all the other online places there. So Ms. Sharin, our guest today, Ms. Sharin Ross Ingram, who is a chief strategist, and we can hear that in all of the great advice that she's sharing. You have 70,000-plus Twitter followers. How did you do that, my sister? <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, you know, how long did it take you? Well, well, in my circle, that is nothing. Yes. <laughs> I'm seen as the underachiever in the Twitter world. So, <laughs> But I, I got to tell you, you know, um, there's a couple of things that, you know, I think did help make all that happen. One, I speak a lot, so... I get to the opportunity. A lot of people get to hear me, and, you know, I tell them, you know, follow me, and they do. Um, and they right. tell their friends and, they, and so on and so on. So obviously that's one way. But I got to tell uh-huh. you is that I love Twitter because it has so given me the opportunity, Deborah, to be able to really understand what moves people to action. And the more yeah. I understand what my market wants, and, you know, what causes them to retweet or respond in some way, the more I understood that, the more it really started growing. The mm-hmm, followership mm-hmm. started growing. And then what I've also discovered, and I love the book The Tipping Point because it was so uh, on point about this for me for Twitter. Yeah. Once I reached uh-huh. a certain level, it just started, it had a life of its own. I didn't have it's to do much exponential growth. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm, exponential mm-hmm. growth. And I'm telling you, it, it's mm-hmm. that way in so many aspects of our life, but that's what happened with me on Twitter. So, yeah, it took me, you know, speaking to encourage people. It took me really having a message that, that they wanted to hear and engaging mm-hmm. them on that message. And then it just took on a life of its own where, you know, we don't have to do much for that anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's we applaud you for that, and um, I know it's continually to it's continuously growing. And our followers here are going to start following you. What is your Twitter uh, hash? It is Sharin Ingram. S H E R R I N I N G R A M. Sharin Ingram. All right, awesome, awesome. So, and you're also on Facebook as well. 
Yes, I'm sorry. It's the same thing on Facebook. I'm same thing on Facebook as well. Sharon Ingram. Okay, great. You know, great. And, and, and Facebook actually is something that we haven't in my office focused that much attention on. We are just turning uh-huh. our, our attention to that. And what's really funny uh-huh. is that my colleagues will say that's where they put their most effort at. So we have a lot to learn from each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, since we're giving out that information, go ahead and give us your websites as well. Sure. If you want to learn more about the individual or the professional level of our mastermind, the Strategic Thinkers Mastermind, just go to strategicthinkers.org, the strategic thinkers, the plural form of that, dot org. Mm-hmm. And then just to learn more about me in general, just go to sharin.com. I said S-H-E-R-R-I-N.com. Wow. Now, also, uh, when I met you, you were actually doing a workshop re- around the 50 blogs, plus blogs huh? that you have. <laughs> you have a system in place, no doubt, to, to monitor that. How has that helped you, and, you know, how did you how did you even get into a blog, and why is it important, shall I ask? You know, um, the whole blogging thing, in terms of me being seen as someone doing a workshop on it, that was mm-hmm. not intended at all, okay? That was like, right. it happened to be at the one time I've done it, and I'm not sure right. I'll do it again, but the blogging <laughs> thing, um, like most people, I had the one blog and was, you know, putting up my little thoughts or articles, you know, periodically on it, and, you know, I I really into taking my own advice, you know, trying, trying to walk my talk, so... Mm-hmm. I did a, we had a mastermind session just for Sharin and started uh, thinking through what am I doing that I'm not fully leveraging. And the issues of the blog just came up. And as I was listening to comments, and I'm very big on really learning how to tap into that, you know, my intuition, you know, listening to that divine self of me, you know, God, you know, for those who go by that. Um, I really felt like I was just getting insights. I was like, okay, well, why don't you combine some of your SEO strategies with the whole idea of blogging. And that's what came out of that. So we have 50 blogs because each blog is targeting a specific search term that people are looking for when they are looking for, you know, solutions to their problem, and I want my information to be their answer. So all of these blogs are really just targeting this, you know, the the particular search term, but ultimately they're all saying the same thing just in different ways to appeal to that particular search term. And um, what have they done for me? I'll tell you, um, 25 of them are devoted to the whole speaking aspect. When I decided that I wanted to use uh, keynote speaking and workshop speaking to build the business, uh, I decided that, well, let me test the blogs out for that. So I found all Mm -hmm. these different search terms for speaking people would be looking for, and I made all these blogs for it. And I'm going to tell you, it was a real game changer a total game changer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it mm-hmm. became, you know, something that was passively done but started driving the speaking requests. So when I saw it was doing wow. it for the speaking business, I started applying it for all the different um, other aspects of my business. Mm-hmm. Now, how long did you can you say, yeah, it, it makes a whole lot of sense. When, <laughs> when I went to your workshop, I was like, now that is, Something because you know, at first you're thinking people are just blogging about something that um, is of interest to them and and all of that. But there again, quite naturally, you being a strategist and a chief strategist, you're going to have a strategy behind those blogs. So, how long did you see um, from when you did those first 25? You said for the speaking. How long mm-hmm. was it before you saw an actual increase? and people finding you and requesting you to speak? I have to tell you, it was about six months before I saw the request or the inquiries start coming in, like, you know, regularly, (laughs) daily, (laughs) you know, every other day, weekly. Um, But I got my first request. um, The first blog um, hadn't even been up for a month. And (laughs) someone was calling, and my event planner, um, she she is so wonderful, um, and, and very well trained now because she's going to get to the bottom of where you heard from me or, or how did you okay. hear about me. And the person was just telling her, oh, I heard about her on the web. No, that that really wasn't good enough. And so she kept probing. Right. And, it, and as it turned out, and when the woman was describing what she saw, it happened to be the blog. Now, the job wow. of the blog is to get them to my main website. That's its job. 
And that's what mm-hmm. they did, and this person called. Actually, they emailed mm-hmm. first, and then my assistant called them. So uh, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what it did. I saw, I saw that within a month. And when I saw wow. that happen, we knew that that was an inquiry that ultimately became a booking that I would have likely not gotten because that person would have not found me. If that's if Because of the first term she was looking, I was nowhere to be found. So right, that's how it right. happened. And when I saw that that came about, that's when we did the um, – because I only started out with three of them. <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> well, I'm jumping all in here, and that's when the 25 came up. So we just did it that way. <laughs> Wow, that's that's great. Now, I know you're working on a new book, and uh, we're looking forward to that coming out, Standing in Your Power. Mm, I yes, love that term. Yes. How did you come up with that title and tell us about it? Well, i got to tell you, I realized that I was saying that to people all the time. You know, it gets back to where if you hear it three times, you should roll with it. Yes. <laughs> well, me being the, you know, the late starter, I, it took me a minute to understand that that's what I had been telling people. But when I get it, I go with it full force. So I realized, I realized that I actually had said it in this interview with you already. I said it once. Yes. So it comes uh-huh. up very natural for me but to tell people, look, you know, you need to stand in your power, and this is how we're going to help you do that. You need to own your space so that when people are coming within your space, they understand who they're dealing with and don't try and take you off course. And then, of course, mm-hmm. commanding your resources. My first book was called Wealth Mentality, and it was about getting that mindset right with money. And from that, I realized that not just money, obviously, is our resource, but it's your time, it's your your, your your thought, what you're putting your thoughts towards, all of that is your resources. So when you are in control and commanding those resources, now you're living your best version because you're putting things to work in their highest and best way for you. So the whole book came about or is coming about because of my desire to, you know, really hone that message in and just speak it in a way that people can understand it about standing in your power, owning your space, and commanding your resources. Mm. Wow. Standing in your power and owning your space, it does, because we we know that we're all uniquely designed and here for a purpose. And yes. it, it's, it's a counterfeit reaction um, when we are living somebody else's, whether it might be our parents or, you know, our spouses or whomever, you know, we're living someone else's goals or ideas. But when we're able to be truth to who we are and what our purpose is. That's I mean, I see that is 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 standing in your own power and having that confidence. Stand, stand you know. owning your space, you know, this is yes. who I am. This is what I yes. do. So when you come in my presence, you need to recognize that and respect that. Okay? That's the right. kind of attitude that you I mean you have to say it. That's the kind of attitude right. you need to put forth and I will tell you, you will repel a lot of crap. You know, repel it. Just it won't even come your way when people know what you're about. Right, right. That's interesting. You should say that. You know, um, I've noticed that when you carry yourself with confidence, a lot of times it can, like you said, it will deflect a lot of crap. And people have the opinion. You know, they judge you sometimes incorrectly. They might have that opinion that uh, you're not someone as approachable because you know you are focused and you're serious and you don't you don't have the time to uh, inter, in, engage or entertain any type of. Uh, Shall we say foolishness? So it's interesting that you that you say that. And sometimes I don't know. Have you noticed that even in that, uh, sometimes people are not able. It makes them uncomfortable when they're around you. You can kind of sense a certain you know of uncomfortable feeling that they might have when they're around, and you just yeah. want them just, just yeah. to say it's not necessary. But then I learned this is what happened. I learned, Sharon, that. That was a sign for me to know that this person probably is kind of, I hate to say it, full of it, so I better kind of put my antennas up. Well, I love that you, you know. said that because that's, that's exactly where I would have gone because I was going to say if that's what's happening, then that mm-hmm. says you two are not on the same frequency. You know what I'm saying? You uh-huh. are not in tune, and that's okay. It's uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. Everybody doesn't have uh-huh. to like you. They don't have to know you. They just need to be able right. to respect your space. And that's right. it. God bless them. Let them they go in and live their life. I mean, you're not their end-all to be-all, and they're not yours. And that's okay. That's right. That's right. And you know, and that's, you that's that, um, I, 
I, I talk about often. You mentioned the word confidence. I love mm-hmm. that you said that because I personally believe that a lack of confidence is the most destructive and, and most common obstacle that people rarely identify or address towards a, a, achievement and success. It is about confidence because nothing happens mm-hmm. without it. I mean, mm. it's, uh, I mean, if you think about it. Even in economics, we have all of these sentiment gauges, you know, the consumer confidence index. We have all of these things because we are gauging confidence because it is a pretty powerful and often accurate indicator of future behavior. So when you're not confident, forget about it. Confidence should be one of those core things that we should work on developing always, always, always. And that's one of the – I mean, confidence actually is the underlying theme of the Standing in Your Power book. So I'm so glad you said that. Mhm. You know, and when you talk about the confidence, what do you say when you have, you know, you like and this is kind of like overlapping the whole strategy and all of that and as you said it all has to do with your confidence as well, has to do with your mindset. How does a person know when a strategy is not working or they we need to get a new strategy. You know, we know it's always a process, it's a time frame that we have to sow seeds and we have to we have to nurture those seeds and we have to speak to them. We have to do everything to those seeds to begin to flourish. Is there a sign or is there, I know there's no set time that we can say because everybody's process is different, but is are there some indicators that perhaps we can suggest to say that maybe it's time for me to get a new strategy. Absolutely. You know, this comes up a lot, as you might imagine, (laughs) because, you know, sometimes we do need to say this part is not necessarily, it's working, but it's not for me. So what are those signs? For me, Mm -hmm. I always ask myself, first of all, has this been done before? Because if it's been done before, someone else can do it. And if I'm not doing it, then that means I need to tweak something on my side. If it's never okay. been done before, then or, least, or if it's something that I don't know of having been done before, then you are on new ground and it's more difficult to know. But if it has okay. been done before, and most things have because there's rare, I mean, nothing new under the sun, okay? Right. Maybe with a different right. look on it. But I always say if, it, if it's been done before, now I I first question my commitment, my my honest commitment to it, because so often we give lip service to something. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want that. Yes, I want success. Yes, I want a million dollars. Yes, I want, I want, I want. But when you really mm-hmm. get down to examining what our priorities are and what we are truly, honestly committed to, we'll see it's not that million dollars. It's not that, and it's not this, and it's not that. So I think we need to do mm-hmm. some serious soul searching to see what it is we are truly committed to. And if after mm-hmm. all of that, we come back to it and we say, yes, I am in fact committed to this, then the question becomes, do we have the knowledge and the insights to really make this work? Because so many people do not invest, uh, Deborah. Mm-hmm. They don't invest in expanding their knowledge. They don't invest in expanding their insights. They're sitting on their own little stumps in their offices or in their homes trying to figure mm-hmm. it all out. And the truth is we can't know it all. We, we're too close to the situation, so we can't even see our own blind spots. This is why I love the whole coaching process. I mean, I don't just coach. I mean, I get coached. I have four coaches myself. And they are so quick at telling me, Sherry, you're missing this. I mean, haven't you found a lot of times that some stranger, some person you don't even know, can so easily spot something that you've been overlooking? They mm-hmm. have that objective mm-hmm. perspective. So I think that's mm-hmm. what's missing. I think even if we're committed to something, we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to get those expanded knowledge and expanded insight and take it in and then sit and deliberately think about how this is going to apply. I mean, when people say I'm the strategist, I really think that all that means is that I deliberately take quality time to thinking through a situation and look for that Mm. intuition, but I'm also consciously expanding my insights with new perspectives how other people in the world are living. I mean, my reading list is extensive. When I look at every morning about what's happening all over the world, it's not just to stay up on current events, but it's to see how all that just impacts my thinking and my outlook. 
don't know if that does that make sense for you. It makes a lot of sense. It does. It does. And you know, particularly, I we have this, and I have to personally face this. Being honest, my audience knows. I you know, I, I do my best to be very upfront uh, in our community. You know, just just taking the time to invest in personal and professional development, like you said, to gain that knowledge and insight. We do not put priority on that at all. We really don't. We really don't. And with my focus being helping, I I mean, honestly, it's a lot of times where I I question, okay, what am I doing here and why am I doing this? If if yeah. you don't see the value in it, if my sister can't see the value in investing in the winter summit, in the conference, and making those sacrifices, or and 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 I make sacrifices to put on events and keep it at a, a price point that truly, you know, we the conference we met at, <laughs> if it were at exactly. that price point. Oh my gosh! I would I would be there by myself. So and then with our organization, you know, Deborah. So you know what? The professional add, black add woman. This one yeah. No, add mm-hmm. to this to that. This one point. So many people out there are. So so many coaches out there. So many event people are out there asking people to make investments, but they themselves aren't willing to make them themselves. And I think that shows wow. through. Mm-hmm. I think it shows mm-hmm. through. I mean. I spent mm-hmm. $15,000, $25,000 on a coach. So when I have a program yes. that, you know, that I'm mm-hmm. charging that amount for, I can actually say it's you worth say it, it for this reason. Right. right. So, you know, right. You, right. you've invested in yourself, so you're confident about saying, look, this is an investment you need to make because it's going to do X, Y, and Z right. for you. But so many people don't do right. that. They don't. I mean, and, and I and look the the movie. I still hadn't seen a good hair and all that. I I didn't know that those type of investments were being made on hair because it's been almost what seventeen years probably since I had no hair. You know, so I was clueless. And I see. What, oh, I when see I saw that movie too, I, I literally fell out of my oh, seat. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, People so putting I'm hair like, on layaway. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> but and, but we but we won't invest. In, in in something, you know, this this just so tangible, but we need it. We need it. I mean we the information that you're saying. Yeah, it's so there you go. It's it's good. But I tell you, our time is running out. I wanted to we have like two minutes left in the show. I I definitely wanted you to share just a little bit about um what happened with your son, if you have a moment. We're gonna have to have you back on and, and yeah, make so a way to, get to do you a in front show of our, on just the whole yeah. nutrition thing because yeah, two minutes yeah. is not justifiable enough. Uh, go yeah. to foundationforrealnutrition.org, and my my son's story isn't there, but the result of why uh, of that organization that's there. Wow, that's incredible, and that's I mean you were able to actually help him with that with so many people that are facing uh, the oh, yeah. challenge today, and I mean just I hear what the, that that public service announcement that Tony Braxton does. I, I forgot it's like one out of a very low number. And, oh, now now it's being estimated one out of seventy five. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. wow! Yeah, wow. yeah, and so yeah. much in the yeah. black community. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. the, uh, the black community that I've experienced has been so unwilling to face this issue. It's not happening mm-hmm. to our kids, mm-hmm. what they think. So yeah, mm-hmm. nutrition mm-hmm. was foundational for my son uh, coming out of a fog, starting to speak, and. You know, we're about 80 to 90% of our way through this journey, praise God. So, yeah, I'm just thrilled to be able to talk about that in the future. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. We would definitely schedule that and have you back on with that as well, have to look around the the calendar and see, you know, maybe there's a I know, I know. Trying to come up with some mutual dates there. there Acknowledge that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, I tell you, with one minute left, give us 30 seconds of what you'd like to leave our audience with today. Well, I just want to encourage these beautiful women and these enlightened men who may be listening to because we have them oh, out yeah, there. Oh, yeah, we have brothers listening. That's right. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We need to give them more props because there's some, some really good ones out there. But I just want to encourage you all to take a step back, invest in yourselves, learn what you need to learn because we don't know what we don't know. Take some time. Take some money. Money. I have to say that word. you got to invest. you got to invest in your mm-hmm. own growth professionally mm-hmm. and personally. 
get to the essence of your strategies. Come up with that mindset support for that specific strategy. You stand in your power, own your space, and command your resources. And I think you're going to find that you're going to end up living the best version of yourself. Wonderful. Well, you heard it from Miss Sharin Ross Ingram. Thank you so much. You can go to www.sharin.com, find out all the great information about her. We appreciate you for listening to Wealthy Sisters today. Stay tuned. Next week we'll have another phenomenal show, and we want you to have a super week. Again, this is Deborah Hartnett signing off. Thanks a lot. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysistas.com.